All right, folks, before we tune in to the pod, just so you know, the Uncommon Gem podcast is an adult content pod, meaning um, there are explicit words. We might talk about certain things of explicit nature. So please, uh, and definitely not for the children, but thank you so much for tuning in. And let's get on with the show. I am hyped, folks. This is like a, a birthday for me, essentially. Um, this is now, I guess, the second episode, because we had the demo tape, which is really fun, but this is the second episode, the first proper episode. We got music. Shout out to Boy Brooks. Follow him on Instagram, Spotify. Check out his music. Buy his music on Bandcamp. We got art. Thanks again so much to Lawrence Benali. This guy, he put in so much effort into this art and he was so collaborative with the process. Please check him out on Instagram. Support these people. Uh, yeah, this is the podcast, folks. I'm your host, Kevin Estevez. Thank you so much for tuning in. I guess I should definitely go over it again because that demo tape was a while ago. I didn't think that was going to actually go live, but it was a fun, fun recording. So this is the Uncommon Gem podcast. Uh, this idea to record this show came to me during... 2020, you know, a lot of us were inside our house and I definitely dug into the crate of medias, kind of listened to some old music, watched some movies I love. And I think everyone has, I think they can just kind of geek out and really go into detail about that they're super passionate about that people maybe think is overlooked or underlooked, whatever it may be. So this is the space that I created for guests to come on and talk about that thing. We're also going to make sure we take some time to talk about a uh, donation and charity. We're not sponsored by these charities. We're not paid by these people. We just want to make sure, especially after the year that we had in 2020, we're trying to make sure people are supported, trying to make sure, you know, certain, trying to make sure that certain communities get love. So there's a lot of opportunities to volunteer, a lot of opportunities to donate. And we'll try and dedicate time to, you know, helping people out. I think that's important. All right, let's get on with the show. Today, I'm super honored, super thankful for this person to come on. Uh, I met her when we worked together in the hospitality industry. And on top of being a hospitable person, she's a very genuine spiritual person. So this is going to be a very fun, fun talk with her. She is a Culinary Institute of America alum. So she really knows her chef game. And so much so that she actually started an Instagram recently titled Afro Rican Cooking. So check it out if you're trying to learn how to cook some sofrito into your steaks, trying to learn how to change your pasta game up. She's doing it all, folks. She's doing it all. Please welcome Liz Saunders. Hey, everyone. How are you? How are you, Kevin? Hey, thank you so much for joining. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you? Good to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be talking to you. Happy to be talking to somebody in quarantine still. I know, later. right? <laughs> so definitely, um, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a great mood. That's Thanks what I like to hear. Me. I'm so, so happy to hear this. This is all good things. Um, Liz, let's definitely dig into this uh, Instagram because you recently started this. So yes. what kind of what made you jump onto this cooking trend here? I got to be honest. Um, I've had friends, family push me and push me to kind of create 
my own Instagram page or TikTok now, YouTube channel. Um, and I've always put it on the back burner. Um, I'm a very camera shy kind of girl. So I've always <laughs> said, no, I'm okay. If you want to know something, just text me. I'll tell you how to do it. But um, I'm taking the plunge 2021. Why not? What else do I have to lose? You know? So that's where I'm at. I, I hear you. I mean, I think we actually, we had hung out in person not too long ago and you had mentioned like, I'm thinking about <laughs> starting a new process that I'm not too sure. And I was joking like, oh, you're going to be on HGTV, but you, you <laughs> actually did it. I'm super proud that you actually did it because you, you really know how to cook. Thank you. That means a lot. That really means a lot. And I'm very grateful that you see that and uh, hopefully other people will see that too as I progress with that. But yeah, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, so obviously, you know, you and I both kind of worked the front of house, but you also have like a lot of back of house knowledge too. Yes. You would also teach classes, cook in actual kitchens, and really like spread it all. So it's exciting to see you do the social thing because I know you've been doing like it in more intimate crowds, but to see you like actually do it more in a public area, I I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot. I have to say you you said that very well um I am actually grateful how receptive and um supportive everyone has been actually um I get people that I don't even know reach out to me like hey this is amazing can you give me a recipe for this and I'm like oh uh, yeah sure <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool like started off uh back of the house actually um uh, back of the house just means in the kitchen uh mm-hmm. for those of you who don't um who haven't worked in the hospitality industry um Straight after culinary school, I went right into uh, Mediterranean restaurants and cooked my way up to sous chef level. Then I went into front of the house, which is more of like a service role position. Um, But I love food. I just love food. And uh, you'll see how what I'm talking about ties in together, uh, how I tie both of the things that I now love together. Very excited. Um, Yeah. Can we? It's pretty awesome. Can we talk about this on air? Yes. You served Barack Obama. <laughs> yes, I did. That was, uh, I'll never forget. Um, I've served a lot of people in my short time serving, but um, that was probably the one occasion where I was actually starstruck. Like, no, I've waited on many different celebrities and musicians, but seeing Barack Obama, it was like slow motion Him taking his sunglasses off. I was like, <laughs> holy crap. I thought I was okay. And then he walked in and I was like, I am about to have a meltdown. So I don't know if I could do this, but it was, it was great. He said, I had a great smile. Aww. I was too shy to say it back to him. I just said, thank you. And ran away. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> That's so dope. I mean, to meet a president, you know, like yes. it's pretty, pretty rare. So to say it and not only do that, but to take care of him. And he was impressed. That is oh, a true testament. It was awesome. I will never forget that experience. And I hold it very close. My picture is actually next to my bed of the photo <laughs> that I took with him. I'm not even joking. It's right next to my bed. I'm like, yes. I'm not hating at all. I, as a matter of fact, we <laughs> co-sign it. We co-sign it over here. Yes. <laughs> For sure. (laughs) Right on. So, folks, just so you know, like I said in the beginning, um, we like to try and bring attention to causes and charities that uh, need some attention, maybe need some volunteers, maybe need some love, because people need help out there in the world, and we want to make sure that the unheard are heard. 
So today, uh, Liz has been so gracious to talk about this charity. Liz, uh, what is the charity that you brought to our attention today? The charity today that I am going to be donating to is the Loveland Foundation. Um, it is a platform where women can come together and they can either go on listening tours, they can um, get therapy. Um, it's just a community for um, Black women, women of color, the LG. ET community, um, like just to make sure that the community has all the support that they need in rough times, rough situations, especially now with COVID happening and quarantine and you're just being alone and not having anybody to talk to. It's just a good platform to have to navigate and find exactly what it is that you're looking to fill whatever voids that you may have, um, it's just a great community all together. And what they're doing is just pretty awesome. I love how they're getting women together and pushing people to, you know, get that help. If you feel that little urge or that gut feeling in you saying, you know what, talk to somebody or reach out to somebody for the very least. And by all means do so. But you know what, you're not alone. And here's, here's the first step. Click here and you can literally find everything and everything your heart desires. Their website's really, really, um, easy to use and shows you right off the jump what you can get into. And I, I like that um, the community aspect that you're saying, like a lot of the therapists that are working within it are transgender, are part of the LGBTQ yes. community. So it's nice to, because maybe a lot of people don't know this, but for Black people in America, mental health is not necessarily accessible for them. Exactly. And most people don't even realize that um, black therapists get paid a little bit less than other therapists out there too. So it's it's great to you know be able to support black therapists who are maybe struggling um, with their job as well. So it's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that isolation feeling because I, I started therapy for the first time in my life when we were working at our last job wow. and that was like an intriguing process to me, but of course, because of COVID and everything that got shut down. So I just me experiencing that loss of, you know, I just recently started talking to someone about my personal traumas. Right. And then also now I can't, but to have this opportunity for, especially for black women, young black women, because believe me, I've heard so many stories, especially over the past year of how these people get treated and Trauma is no joke, folks. Please don't shoot down yes. people when they're experiencing their truths, you know? Yes. You couldn't have said that any better. Um, I really love what they're doing, and I just really want to support them and be a part of this community. Um, I think, you know, part of our service as, as human beings on this earth is how can you be of service to others? How can you help, you know, your fellow friend out? Um, even if it's something like this or recommending like, hey, I noticed you're having a bit of a hard time. Hey, check into this. And I like it. So. Yeah. They, they also have an Instagram too. So it, they post like a lot of styles of uh, betterment and kind of fun posts to make you feel better about yourself. Right. Rachel Cargill, that's, that's the president that you mentioned earlier. She also has like a bunch of videos online, uh, a TED talk too. Yes. That's definitely worth checking out. She's pretty awesome. And she started this all on a birthday wish is what really mm -hmm. is pretty awesome she started all this on a birthday a birthday wish this was her birthday wish um 
And she's featured in so many different magazines, Huffington Post and Refinery29, Essence, Pop Sugar, Afropunk. She's talked in universities. Like she's, she's for lack of better term, she's a badass. Like, mm-hmm. like in all the right ways. Like I, I'm, I really admire her for sure. Beautiful. So folks, again, it is lovelandfoundation.org. As always, we're going to put the link in the bio for the actual pod. And if you check out our Instagram or Twitter, we'll also post it there. Um, but yeah, lovelandfoundation.org. And like I said, you know, we're not sponsored by these people. We, we just want to bring attention to it. But feel free to check it out and feel free to spread the word, as Liz mentioned. It's, it's nice to spread the word. Just that alone is a good cause, for, especially for people who may need it. All right. Look each other up. Uh, all right, Liz. So th- this is the fun part. <laughs> so the uncommon gem is that thing that maybe you felt so passionate about someone shot down. Maybe you truly didn't feel like it got shot down, but you just want to geek out about it. So Liz, can you please tell us today what your uncommon gem is? Absolutely. My uncommon gem is definitely therapy these days. Um Therapy has been in my life off and on for quite a few years. It's something that I've had a love-hate relationship with, but it's something that I've noticed that I've benefited quite a bit from, and I've seen my growth over the years. So it's definitely an uncommon gem because a lot of people, you mention therapy to them and they're just like, oh no, no thanks. They're immediately like, I'm not interested done talking to you like what are you trying to do you trying to sell me something um that's why it's an uncommon gem it's something that I really am passionate about um I love it I'm happy that I actually took the step to stay consistent with it too because I was very sporadic with it over the years for sure that's the hard part of it is reliving those truths but right to get them out there that's that's the freeing part that's <laughs> the freeing part it's also like have someone to validate that also put it in perspective that you needed to hear and needed to know that that's the true beauty of it so right you're so right so right so you had mentioned that it has been a large part of your life when did you actually like take the first step into it when when did it come across your life uh to be quite honest the my first step was actually um it wasn't my idea <laughs> it was definitely my mother's idea so I've been going off and on. The very first time I went was about 11 years old. Um, I had no idea what we were doing in some lady's office. I am one of six kids, so it was literally all of us with my mom there. I was like, this is weird. Um, In that sense, for those of you who don't know, that that scenario, that was family therapy. So I started Mm -hmm. off with family therapy first. Um, And I will explain, and I'll get into it, how... I have a, why I have a love hate relationship because I started with family therapy, which I hated, you know, pouring out your heart out in front of everybody else. You understand? Like, I'm a very private, intimate person. I like to keep my conversation and my, my personal things in my life to myself. Um, so, if I'm having a conversation, I prefer to have it on one on one conversation. So, that's why in the very beginning, like, it, I was like, no, this is not for me. This is not. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It was great. I kind of forgot family therapy is a thing be- because it is usually the solo one. And that's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I am I can feel that, though. I, coming from a big family, 
we should mention that you are half black, half Puerto Rican, yeah? Yes, so I am. So I am Dominican. So we're both Latin fa- family members. <laughs> when you go to the party, there's at least 50 to 60 people at the party. Yes. <laughs> so with that, I mean, especially when you consider those cultures history, there's a lot of like generational trauma, especially with between family members. So yes, I can imagine, yes. I can imagine the, the weight of family therapy. Yeah. And you know, it was, it, you know, the very first time, like I was raised by a single mother. So part of the reason why was because my mom was single and she needed some sort of help to raise her kids in such a weird time by herself. So it was, it was a good step on her part to try and mold her children into better human beings or smarter, I guess. I don't remember what her intentions were behind that, but it was pretty, um, I'm glad she did it, whether I liked it or not, because I really was not a fan of it when I was a kid. No way. <laughs> nope. That, that actually leads into my next question here. So you said like you had a love-hate relationship. Like how often do you return to therapy? Well, that's that's a good question that you asked me. Um, that is going to be depending on, that depends on the person. That depends on the client, honestly. That depends on, that depends on you. So there are times where I personally like to go every other week. So every two weeks I'll, I'll have a session, but then there are times where things just get a little too heavy and a little too rough in my life. And I'm just like, I will reach out to my therapist, like, Hey, you have any availability this week? And most nine out of 10 times, I'm, I'm, I will be a hundred percent honest with you. Your therapist is going to respond and tell you yes. Mm-hmm. So they're very flexible and they're very open to squeeze you in. And I've always been very, very thankful for that because how many times have we been in a rut and we literally had no one to talk to? That's now somebody... more than ever. I just got yes. these four walls in my dog. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So it, honestly, to answer your question, it really depends on on my life events and that season in my life too. You know, I have, I have sessions where my therapist is literally like, Hey, uh, how about you let me know when you want to talk? And I've gone <laughs> like months without speaking to her. And then yes. every time I reach back out, we pick right back off where we left off. And I think that's the most important thing. When you start going to therapy and you build a bond and relationship with your therapist, I'm sorry, there's a fire truck. No problem. Um, you build this bond and relationship with your therapist and they get to know you as a person. You get to know them. You get to build that trust and you get to build a stronger bond with them. Um, and they know how to, how to cater to the things that are going to help you. And they're going to be able to give you the tools that you need to deal with difficult areas in your life. So I'm all about that, but that, that checks off every box for me. Mm -hmm. Mental health is mental wealth. I know that's a corny thing to say, but yes, it's key. It's key right now, especially mm-hmm. now, especially now. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would do right now if I wasn't talking to somebody. I really don't. And I applaud those who, who aren't yet. And, but I do hope that you are going to seek help after, as, you know, maybe after hearing this. But that's on you and no pressure. I do kind of want to hit on that, especially because so you're also a Bronx native. So I know for sure you yes. ran into some hard heads that are overcritical <laughs> on the concept everyone's entitled to whatever they want to do. You're all our adults, you know, whatever you feel comfortable, obviously, so long as you're not harming anyone. That's my philosophy on things. Yep. But to me, there is so much going on that I don't think it hurts just to actually sit down and have that space to, to vent out or to lash out any like hurt feelings that you may have had in the past, because holding on to it 
me personally, I think that's more harmful than anything. Absolutely. Holding on to something that is only doing harm to you, it's never, it's not going to make you feel any better. No way. So obviously a lot of people find therapy in the things they love and you're a chef, you love to cook. (laughs) Yes. So I I imagine it's one of your more therapeutic processes that you go about in your life. 100%. You couldn't have said any better than that. Um, I can't express to you enough how many times <laughs> I've been either really upset about something, frustrated, or even sad, like like downright like depressed. Like let's get real here. Let's get real. And I, you know, I go through my my emotions where I'm like, you know, I love cooking, but the I, I can't hit those moves where I'm just like, I'm not cooking. No way. I'm not gonna cook. But then there's also that that like silver lining there for me at least when it comes to cooking, because I find that cooking to be the most therapeutic thing for me besides as a, as a, as a Latina, I think you could, you could get it too, Kevin. Like mm. when we get mad, we, we clean, you know, oh. we just, yeah. So oh, yeah. it's either, it's either I'm cleaning, I'm cooking and cooking is probably the best thing that you probably want me to do if I'm upset because at least I'm getting creative. Like I, I completely get lost in it sometimes, whether I'm just cutting an onion or, or carrot, I'm at like this, this, this aha moment. Like after, you know, you just take like a, an intense cardio class and you just feel Mm -hmm. super light. I am like completely at ease sometimes when I'm just cooking and I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is what I needed. And you just come up with the best soulful dish that just create like, which is every craving that I was craving that one time. I love that. But I just, I just think it's, it's such a good thing to keep my hands moving, keep my mind going and, and keep my mind creative, but also like thinking of and reflecting on the things that, and understanding the things I can't change too. Um, 100%. Yeah. That, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I, t- I could not agree more. Like everyone's definitely made something while they're making it and just like took out their frustration <laughs> on some eggs or whatever it may be. And also the inverse, you know, definitely they baked a cake with love and it tasted amazing and they felt that love. It, it, I could see the therapy in it, even when I cook my own foods and my own styles, but to, to be a master of the craft, especially because you're just so natural. Like you said, you can just lose your mind for just cutting onions. Like you zone out. It's that, it's that comfy feeling. It's that comfortable feeling that you can find in, in your works. And it's an art. If you think about it, like People always say, you know, some of these fancier dishes, I can never cook them because it's too intense for me. But <laughs> if you take the time and dedication, it's going to feel good. Yeah, it's, it's most of that, is, it's the first step. Like once you take that first step, you, you just realize like, oh, crap, I just started walking. Now I can't stop. So just keep going. That's how I look at it. Once you take that first step, don't stop. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like I've, I, you just brought out like how how therapeutic it could be too I was just thinking about like yeah we can the the people who make chocolate and and the most delicious dishes when when they're like sad but also like I forget to mention the times when I'm really pissed off in the kitchen I remember there was one time I, I was working at a butcher shop and um I was pissed I was pissed that day I can't remember what it was and I just remembered the chef saying, oh, we got to pound out a bunch, like 20 pounds of, of veal. And I was like, I'll do it. 
And I was just smashing away, <laughs> smashing away. And after that, I was like, this is amazing. This is that, like that right there. That's another form of therapy, people. That's another form right there. Just don't hit anybody. Oh, man. I picture that so well in my head. <laughs> it's because you know me. That's why. <laughs> I felt so good after that. I was in such a good mood, though. You got to let it out somehow. People but should know this about Liz. About is that um, she actually is Rocky Balboa's? Rocky Balboa is based on Liz, so she goes to a meat locker, puts on some boxing gloves, and is like, I just got to vent out real quick. <laughs> Imagine, hey man, I gotta get that set up in my house somewhere. <laughs> That's a actually we could talk about that because you you do boxing, you do running, so there's a lot of therapy in that as well. Yeah. You know, being physical. Yeah, I gotta say, like like you. Therapy isn't just one-on-one on sessions where you're just talking about your feelings. There's so many different forms and platforms of therapy. Like there's music therapy. There's so many different kinds of therapy. And I am the type of individual, like I need to be active. I need to move. I need to, and my hands need to be doing something. They need to be creating. They need to be building something. I need to be learning. I need to be engaged in something. So before I even started going to therapy, I started going to boxing. And I didn't realize how much I needed that just as 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 my one-on-one sessions with I call her my girl like my therapist that's my girl like what's up girl um <laughs> I didn't know how much I needed those things but because I will never forget like one one time during boxing I used to go every Sunday and and I will say like as a kid growing up like I would go to church a lot um but as an adult I just kind of drifted away from it but every Sunday I started to go to boxing and I used to have this one coach and at the very end he would be like well, at the very beginning, he'd say, welcome to church, guys. Let's do this thing. And then we just get into it. And then at the very end, he goes, all right, this is why we came here. And then he would just give us this, like, crazy, like, motivational speech. It was just like this average guy just <laughs> telling us these things. And he was just like, give it your all. All those people who said you couldn't and this and that and that, you take it out on that bag. And I just remember one day, like, I, I purposely was feeling heavy when I walked in. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I stayed in the back. I was like, please don't call on me. Please don't, please don't <laughs> shout me out. And I just remember like, like I'm sensitive. I'm tough, but I'm sensitive. But I was bawling back there, just like hitting that bag because I was just letting it all out. And I've never done that before. And ever since then, that just like awakened this, this beast. And I, <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved the dang thing. Um, and I just, it just makes you feel super light. It, it really does. Like, and then the same thing with running, like people talk of runners will tell you about the runner's high. Like once you hit that runner's high, it's just, I can't Coasting. even describe the feeling that you get. Yeah. I can't even describe it. You just yeah. feel like for lack of better terms, immortal, like, like untouchable. You're just like, but in a good way, like a humble way, not, not like, Hey, you can't touch me, but it, <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's such a good feeling. And honestly, out of the three that I just told you, boxing, running, and therapy, I've gotten that with every single one of those directly after. And I think that's that's worth that's worth paying attention to. So love that. I love that part you mentioned of just like letting it all go on that uh punching bag because I mean I'll be honest, I, I do comedy, I do a lot of stuff. So like it's fun to get on stage and just literally act a belligerent fool, but at the same time you're you're letting out yourself. You're <laughs> You're letting out that emotion that's been stuck inside for so long that you didn't know that you just needed to, to belt it out or even punch it away. And that that's the true process of therapy. That's that's the thing that is trying to heal is that that inside wound. Oh yeah. And and you know, 
therapy isn't always fun and games I'll be honest with people and, and that's I think like going back to your question like what's something that kind of you know turned people off about it is yeah. a lot of people the truth hurts sometimes most of the time and a lot of people don't like to face those hard truths about themselves or about about other people it could be about a loved one mm-hmm. and that and therapy kind of kind of helps you explore that um it's not meant to single you out it's not meant to to make you feel bad it's it's meant to just be like why do you feel that way and did you ever think about it before and then i started to realize like i haven't even put thought to half of these things that have been bothering me all these years and now i am and now i'm seeing such a huge difference it's crazy in all the right ways mm-hmm. i i really encourage people listening that's what i love about this show I really encourage people listening to talk to people maybe they've never would have thought of talking to, whether it be of a gender or a race, whatever it may be. But just because expressing your truths really let people know more about the world and more about what kind of themselves at times. So the therapy aspect of it, yes, they're professionals, but you can find therapy and just talking to normal people. You can you can definitely get that mentality of perspective or sorry, the perspectives of different people's lives into your own mentality is what I meant to say. Absolutely. Um, and also piggybacking, piggyback to piggyback off that as well. Um, one thing that I've noticed that it's, it's turned me off and it turned other people off for therapy is the fact that you're talking to somebody you don't know. Mm. And I didn't, I did not realize up until I actually started being consistent and going how much, that actually is it's it may it for some people this doesn't work for everybody but for some people it's easier to talk to somebody you don't know about some deep stuff than somebody you do know and it's vice versa and and that's that's like a that's that's on you and that's like that's a personal thing and there's nothing wrong with that but i had to give it a shot before i completely said no fuck this i'm not doing this anymore so that was that you, you took the jump, Liz, and you landed. That's what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I tried. So, Liz, I'm, I'm curious just because it is still pandemic times or still in the COVID era. How are you going into therapy these days? Like, what are your approaches to it now? I'm, I'm going to therapy virtually right now, which is pretty cool. Um, the company that I go to therapy is Open Path Collective. They're actually partners of the Loveland Foundation, which is pretty cool as well. Um, but the unique thing about Open Path Collective is the fact that they work with your budget and work with what you have. So even if you don't have anything, you still can seek help from therapists, counselors on there. And also, they basically, you basically can navigate through this website, um, plug in your traumas through the, through the search bar and literally every therapist that has specialized in that sort of trauma or has dealt with patients that has that experience on, under their belt, um, all those therapists will pop up and you can literally browse through each and every one of them, just like re- they have their resumes up and they literally will tell you like, this is, this is what I do. And as opposed to just, Finding a therapist. Okay, you're a therapist. Great. But I know nothing about you. Mm-hmm. This basically gives you a bio of like where they've been, how long they've been practicing, what do they do? It's pretty awesome. I love that. I, I think that's the best way to go about it because 
like you said, there's so many different traumas. How do you know yeah. where to start? How do you know who to help or who's going to help you? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So yeah, check out the Open Path Collective so you can um, see how to make an appointment with someone, see what kind of style of therapy you might want to go for. Open Path Collective. And as yeah, she said, they yeah, they, they're hand in hand with Loveland. Something that always intrigued me, especially working with you and knowing you, is that oftentimes people will come to you in a therapist-like manner, just because you're so wise, just because, you know, you do give off the very kind and earthly feeling, you know? So how do you take being a therapist sometimes? You mean motherly by earthly? <laughs> don't, don't try to hide it. I know what you're going for. <laughs> what? You're down to the roots. Your feet are the roots. <laughs> no, but... but i mean it's the truth i can't even deny it anymore i'm, t- I'm tired of denying that <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna start accepting it but um there's nothing wrong with that ah that is such a good question um yeah how does somebody who is so good at giving advice i mean let's let's face it i need advice too i need somebody to, to listen to what's weighing on me too like out of, out of all the people that's come up to me and still harassing me and blowing up my phone with all their, you know, little, little life, life, you know, bumps in the road. Um, I'm, I love doing that. So I'm, I don't know. There's a nurturing side to me that I do love to help people. I'm a people pleaser. That's why I'm in hospitality. I mean, mm-hmm. Hey, it's, I am a hundred percent. It's just, Everybody needs to talk to somebody, whether you're good at giving advice and you're and you're you could be the as wise as as uh, Rafiki from The Lion King. But the he's probably wise. somebody talks. Exactly. You could be just as wise as him, but you still everybody needs to talk to somebody. Everybody needs that, you know, reassurance, too, sometimes because therapy can be reassuring. You know how many times mm-hmm. my therapist has, has like stopped me in my was like you're doing so amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you. How many people have that in their corner? I need it too. So Even if I And I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, yeah. I definitely come to you, like Liz. I'm giving you the face, like Liz. Yeah. <laughs> I got like, What's the matter? <laughs> what happened? But it's just, it, it works it. always. That, that's, the, that's the beauty of friendship, folks. You know, having those people that got your yes. back. Yes. This is going to be the deep question, but I mean, you had said that it has affected you in so many ways. Where are you at with how it's made you who you are now with therapy. I got to give therapy a lot of credit and I've got to be very honest because I try to be for the most part. Um, <laughs> I, I've noticed that I've been much more kinder to myself and I've been appreciating my personal growth way more than before. Um, I think that's something very important that we all need to take a second to kind of check ourselves and just be like, hey, be nice to me. Like, say it to yourself. Just be nice to me. Like, be, be nice to yourself because uh, I haven't met not one person that isn't hard on themselves. And I got to say, like, going back and, and, and repeating my, sorry to repeat myself, but like, I can't tell you how many times my therapist has stopped me in my tracks when I'm like going in on a, on a, on a story or like telling her how something really pissed me off. And then she'd ask me like, so how did you handle that? Like, like what, what, what did you do? And then I just go through the steps on like what I did. And, and though it made me mad, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. But instead I did what was recommended. The tools that, that, that she helped me unlock within 
and and you know be and grow it's just it's just a good thing i have to say being kinder to yourself and that's very important to be kind to yourself especially now more so than ever because covid is a thing a lot of people don't have jobs too so you know you can apply to jobs over and over and over again and and just hit walls and then you just think beating yourself up is is the right path to go down but that's not that's not just be nice to yourself like give yourself credit for even trying Mm -hmm. for even taking that first step to look and to venture out and and go down that road that's everything right there so the little things please do celebrate your wins folks please celebrate your wins yeah that yeah hey depression's real depression it it comes and goes but it is real as Liz said, like, you know, we, we are in the most interesting time of so many of our lives where we're just stuck. So find that way to, to make it a little bit better any way you can and try and find the light in yourself. Try and make that. I know like some people who look in the mirror and they're like, you're going to do some good shit today. And then there's a walk out, walk out the door, not knowing anything they're going to do. And they have themselves a jolly good old time. So yeah, you got to exchange some kind words to yourself in the mirror before you leave the house. Like, hey, even if it's just like, hey, you look good today. Like mm-hmm. simple like that. Or like, you know what? I'm going to do great today. You have small to. steps. It's just small steps. That's um, an important point with like quarantine and everything, especially because you're cooking in a lot more, I'm sure. But those days like you order out, you're like. It, it's a bit more challenging, especially we work to the hospitality life, so we're kind of more used to eating out and eating in away from our homes. So now that we're more in our homes, I bet you that is more of a healing process. Actually, cooking the food that you work for. Yes. Like I, yes, I you I are mean, so right. To me, it because at a certain point you you go out to eat, and you're it's not so much the money aspect, but you just feel like you know. At a certain point, you're going to cross someone that made you mad at a table or your drink's going to taste not the one way you wanted it. So to, to make it yourself, not to say that there's no one to blame in that situation, but there's only one person to approve. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's, it's, I love that. Um, I'm, I hate, I hate this saying, but it's so true when it comes to me. I am a very selective uh, introvert. I would say like, I would say like hundred percent I'm an introvert, but I could be selective extrovert. I would say that's what the, I was trying to say. <laughs> I just messed that up. But anywho, um, I love being home. I really do. And prior to COVID, I worked, I never caught a break. I worked since I was 14. So this was not to say that COVID happening is, is a good thing, but the fact that I have been home for quite a while during COVID was a blessing in disguise for me because it allowed me to slow down and get back into enjoy cooking from home because it's, I can't tell you the last time I've done that while I was working before COVID, I was always (laughs) cooking during at the job. And then I would come home to literally shower, then go to bed and then do it all again the next day. So the fact that I'm able to enjoy my home now, like, there you go. Like, it's it's again the aha moment just being home and I have all my stuff together and I don't have to get you know all fancy just to go to a restaurant I could just cook at home love it uh, before we um end talking about therapy would you like to add any final words would you like the people to know anything about therapy that maybe you want to tell them definitely um 
I definitely want people to know that if you are thinking about going to therapy or if you're, you just want a little bit more information, that first step is going to determine if, if that's something that you want to do. And I definitely want to say, you know what, your first therapist that you select may not be the one for you. And a lot of people won't tell you that. I had to go through three different therapists to get the one that I actually liked, that I actually vibed with. So you may end up talking to people that you don't really vibe with, and that's fine. You don't have to commit. You don't have to stay talking to somebody that you're not comfortable with. Find somebody else. Like, it's a, it takes time. Just like you take time with certain things in your life, you should take time with that. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, folks, please, please do check out Liz on Instagram. It's Afro Rican Cooking. She showed me this ice cube trace of Frito trick that I've already employed in my own cooking methods, which is really cool. But she's she's going to make you learn so many things about how to cook a good home meal. Uh, Liz, what's for dinner tonight, by the way? What's, what's going on? Oh, you know what? I actually took out. I took some salmon out. Um, most of my meals when I'm cooking at home, I just wing it. I just look at what I have and I just come up with some stuff, chop style, you know, like, yeah, let's see what I can come up with. But my protein I've already selected is going to be salmon. I, pro- I have Brussels sprouts. I probably do some of the- something like that. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm definitely going to post it. Yeah. Yeah, she does stories. So she actually shows you the step-by-step of what she's doing. So please check it out folks and again also check out uh lovelandfoundation.org all the all the stuff will be in the bio for the podcast but please feel free to research it please feel free to share it with friends and that's the episode folks uh thank you again for tuning in this is such a such a fun process for me um i really can't say too much else on that but i'm very grateful for the opportunity you can find us on twitter and instagram on common gem podcasts we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, we're on RSS.com, we're on Apple. Holla at your boy if you want just the download file. I'll send it to you. I'll do it. Um, but please check us out. We're so excited to begin this process, and I can't wait to see where we go. And Liz, any last words before we get out of here? Just be well. Be kind to yourself. Like that's, that, that should just be the, the, the model. Just be kind to yourself, honestly. Be kind to yourself word be kind and have a great rest of the day folks thank you so much peace